1: If you have ever participated in either creating or helping out with an event, public event or a private one, whether it's for the sheer fun of it or if it's a fundraiser for a good cause, you'll want to hear the wisdom and experience of Betsy Wersma. Never have I met such an energetic and enthusiastic cheerleader for those of us who are working for the common good. Her motto, and she backs this up with her many events, is doing good and having fun. Betsy Wersma is a social entrepreneur, podcaster, artist, marketing evangelist, expert convener, community organizer, strategic philanthropist, and relentless cheerleader. Yeah, she truly manifests all these skills. She's known for big idea thinking and her ability to rally people around a common cause. Betsy is the founder of the 15-year-old Camp Experience Network that has raised over $1 million in cash and in-kind support for women's charities in Colorado and around the world. She's owner of Wersma Experience Marketing, offering creative strategic solutions for organizations and businesses. She's a co-author with Carrie Stroberg of Exceptional Events, Concept to Completion, now in its second edition, which is a most excellent guide to creating, planning, and executing special events. She's also the inspiration and curator, along with Megan Osgood and a team of artists and editors for the book, The Stew, Smart Talk, Exceptional Women, Art and Insights by Women for the World. This book includes over 60 women's writings that uplift and inspire the world. And by the way, this book also includes a piece by me. She is also the host of Boost Power Podcast. Join us for the next hour as we explore the sparkling energy of my guest, Betsy Wersma. I'm speaking with Betsy at her home by remote connection. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I'll be your host. Welcome to New Dimensions. Betsy, welcome.
2: Oh, this is my bucket list, Justine. I told you I've been a fan for so many years. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, hey,
1: it's so mutual, Betsy. It is so mutual. Um I I'm just so excited to be with you on this occasion. And I want to help our listeners know a little bit about your journey. Let's go back to your early influences. Let's go back to some of your stories. So fill us in on, on some of those pivotal events early on in your life that got
2: you to where you are now? Well, uh, I was the consummate organizer, okay? So some people were the jocks, and some people were the cheerleaders, and I wasn't that, right? I couldn't run the track. I couldn't even swim great in the swim class in high school, but I could throw a great party. I was really good at that. So it, whether it was funding the float from the local dairy queen that donated coupons, or getting everyone to my home to, you know, rally around some kind of thing in high school, uh, I became kind of the consummate organizer. And. I grew up with the entrepreneurial father and a, a working mom. So when in fourth grade, I started making macrame bead bracelets, I knew it was a business. And my best friend Mary and I started selling bead bracelets in fourth grade. So I think I'm that kind of the mix. Of the organizer that was looking for fun, always looking for fun, and the business mind that was thinking there might be an angle in here and I can provide a viable service. And so, fourth grade was macrame bead bracelets, college was student purchasing, you know, it just kept going and going. And
1: uh, you also had sisters, uh, or you have sisters, and you were very, very close to them. And then growing up, I believe, in Indianapolis,
2: Indiana, right? Correct. And so I am the middle child. So I have an older sister. She always hates me to say 10 years older since I'm staying forever at 59 and a half, right? I'm just going to stop it right here at 59 and a half, which means she must be staying at 60 nine and a half so um yes so i have one sister 10 years older and one that was just a year younger so i was that middle sister but because of that big gap it was kind of like sometimes being the older sister right because my older sister was at college when we were at home um and then i always was just kind of the instigator sister so i'm really happy that we're all super close today but um they're still in indiana in the indianapolis surrounding areas and i'm the one that got away to colorado so i'm far away
1: and i know that you write about at some point how you wanted to recreate that closeness with with sisters so how did you go about that i mean here you are in colorado and you're doing good work and everything but what was the inspiration to gather together some some new chosen family, sister.
2: Well, how, how my story goes is I got away from Indiana, which was my safe. You know, I grew up there. I knew everybody. I served on the board of directors for the local chamber. I knew the governor and the mayor, and that was super safe. But I had an opportunity in my 30s to go to Dallas, Texas, all by myself, where the hair was big, and so were the water bugs. And I can always still remember opening my closet pantry door, which had an outside wall and those flying cockroaches were about a hundred feet long. (laughs) But even if they were only five inches, that was my memory of not being in Indiana anymore, Betsy. So I moved away and started a journey of working in Dallas for a while. And then I started dating this really handsome, cute man who said, move to Denver and date me. So here I am, 38 years old, starting absolutely over in Denver, Colorado. I was away from the water bugs. I liked this cute boy, but I was at zero in my career and in my social network. And so I had remembered how much fun it was having the camaraderie of not only my biological sisters, but the sisters of all the women that worked in community service in Indianapolis, Indiana. And so in 2005, getting ready for our first retreat in 2006, I gathered all the coolest women I knew and said, let's create a sisterhood by choice. And we called it the Camp Experience Network.
1: That, yes. The, and I was able to, I met you through a mutual friend, Kathy Hawk, who's been a guest on New Dimensions quite a few times. And she talked about camp experience for several years. And I thought, well, that sounds good. And But finally, I had the opportunity to attend. And I got to attend two of them live, actually go to Colorado and be there. And Oh, my goodness, actually experience this network and this. I remember mostly, Betsy, when you would get up on stage and you would introduce the next thing and you would say,
2: wait, and there's more. right, <laughs> <wait>, there's more. <laughs> there's more. And that, you know. It was so great that you got to come to two of them. And if we hadn't had such you know, a kind of a change in the world in 2020, um, you could have been at a third one because you are just a favorite of all the Camp Sisters, Justine. And I'll still remember the fireside chat with you and Kathy Hawk, one of your best friends who has been with you so many years. And we put the fire on the video screen and you guys sat in the big chairs and just really talked about life's journey and what you've done with New Dimensions and the bravery you you've had to tell the truth for so many years and to fund it yourself and with, you know, Michael and without Michael, so many amazing parts of your own journey. So that is what this sisterhood is about. Like what if it's safe and what if unconditional love is a business and life tactic? What about that? What about if we just come together to do good and have fun and love each other? As women, what could happen? And we found that you you do business with people you love, but you also have fun and help others. And that is the magic. And the magic uh,
1: that you, as I mentioned in the introduction, through this network, this Good Girls Network, you've been able to give over a million dollars to charities. And I know the last time I was there We drove into Colorado Springs. Before driving in there, we we stuffed a thousand backpacks with all sorts of goodies for those people who are unhoused, and and we were able to donate these to the different charities that support the unhoused there in Colorado Springs. It was such a highlight, such a a beautiful event, and we had fun. And we did good. Uh,
2: So can you say
1: something about that?
2: Well, that was probably one of the craziest things we've ever done because I got in my head, what if we did a thousand acts of kindness in one day? And what if that looked like stuffing 1000 knapsacks with things for people experiencing homelessness in Colorado Springs. So we contacted some local agencies. So we had five agencies that actually did the distribution to people in need. And what we worried about was getting the donations. Well, I kind of forgot that when you get a thousand of anything, it takes up a lot of room in the truck from Denver. So my husband's like, excuse me, how are you gonna get 20,000 items to Colorado Springs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where you fit in, honey. You're just going to truck them down there. So we ended up having to take two truckloads down because we had socks and toothbrushes from Delta Dental, which is a great Colorado company. Socket to them sock campaign got us Bombas socks. Oh, we had dental floss, we had shampoos, and you know, um, so many great things that everyone donated. And then the fun was, the magic was in one hour, we had 30 women that each had their teams, their colors and their tables, and they stuffed those backpacks flawlessly. We threw them on a truck and we all got down on a bus and were able to present them to the mayor of Colorado Springs and the five agencies. And I gotta say, as the mother of this whole gang, underneath, I was on my knees in prayer. <laughs> Come on, because you know it worked out that the stuffing worked. It worked out that the people worked. The weather held, and the mayor was thrilled. So it was a it was a bo- unbelievable day. But it was such a great experience for my what I call my sisters, and, and everyone still remembers to this day.
1: Exactly, exactly. I want to remind our listeners that I'm here with Betsy Wersma. And if you want to know more about Camp Experience and all of her work, uh, you can go to the website, BetsyWersma.com. And she spells her last name, W-I-E-R-S-M-A, BetsyWersma.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, With Betsy Wersma, and we're talking about doing good and having fun. And I just want to add one thing: we were talking about that event, giving these backpacks to these social services for the homeless. And my assignment, and I, someone took a picture of me, my, and I put this on my Facebook. My assignment was to break apart and put into each bag five condoms <laughs> hey <laughs> just, doesn't get much better than that does it <laughs> I mean there were toothbrushes in there and everything and, and then I got the condoms and so I was breaking apart all these condoms and I loved it I just it it just made me smile uh, uh the thoughtfulness of all the different things that went into those bags they were, they were just most precious. So I would love to talk about one of your mottos is that you use love as a business strategy. Okay. What, what love is a business strategy? Somebody would say, wait a minute. Uh, uh, you know, don't we go for goals and, and other things that we need strategic planning and where does love come in, Betsy.
2: Well, you know, I hope anyone listening to this is open to this idea because, Justine, you take all the good ideas to the world. And so together, um, maybe this is the way that it gets out. And then what if we first say, what could love do in this business setting, right? And love looks like, what could kindness do? What could education do? What could inspiration do? What about if we drop all assumptions and all labels? And what if we just come from love? Which coming from love just means, hello, I accept you. I'm interested in you. I'd like to listen to you. Perhaps you're very different than me. But what if love is the place we start? So we assume the good right? We assume the partnership. We assume the opportunity. We look for the collaboration and come from love. And then one of two things will happen. A person is either open to love and is reciprocal. And that seems to be who I find, right? People are attracted like you, like your listeners are going to be attracted to an upbeat, inspiring, educational, let's save the world one kindness at a time kind of way, or they're not. And some people might not be interested. And that's great. It's fine because there's no one way to be. But I find that if I surround myself with the people, places, and things that are all working toward everybody's common good, right? So today, the win for Justine is a great hookup for a radio show guest or maybe a sponsor for New Dimensions. And tomorrow, there's a hookup for Lou. And next Thursday, there's a hookup for Betsy. And if we all keep that symphony of love going, amazing things happen. And we don't have to control them, we don't have to strategically plan them, but we can seed them by starting with love, acceptance, understanding, and collaboration.
1: There you go. There you go. This reminds me of the in the book, uh, The Stew, what a collection and what a um a feast for the eye, because it's just Filled with artistic endeavors, and besides all the words and the writing and everything else, it's just it just appeals to so many of our senses. And I, I just want to ask you: um, there was one particular uh, piece. I think it was Tasha Jones who wrote a piece called "The Power of the Sisterhood Business." and she writes about the good old boys network. We've all heard that phrase. So can you tell us um, something about the women's network that you've been supporting and,
2: and what is in that women's
1: network that makes it so special?
2: Well, so the Camp Experience Network came from the concept that what if we went away to summer camp? right? Because I was new to Denver and I did not have my friends. I just knew my husband that I was dating at the time and his friends, girlfriends, right? So I would say, what are you excited about? Thinking what charity, what cause, what are you saving this week? Are you donating? And they'd say, well, there's a sale at the mall. And I'd be like, awesome, What are you excited about, you know? So I was searching for that vibe of the give back and the do good that I had in Indianapolis, Indiana when I started. And so uh, the whole concept of the network became, well, what if we went away for a weekend when we were just girls? So the whole thing started, it was just gonna be summer camp for women. So we would go and we would make bead jewelry and watch movies and drink really nice wine. If you chose to do that, we would do yoga, maybe some belly dancing. Hear somebody speak that's inspirational. And in the end, the difference, the secret sauce was we would do something for other women of the world. So the first thing we did is brought all the stuff out of our closet we didn't want anymore. And we bought each other stuff. And we called that the boutique. So we shopped in each other's stuff. It was like a little resale store and gave 100% of that money to charity. And that first year, we raised $20,000. And it was just miraculous. We had 130 women. In two and a half days, we raised $20,000. And it was $5 here and $10 there and $20, you know. And we had a little auction, but it was not a thing. We just did good together and it turned out so great. So The whole concept became, what if we built a sisterhood versus an old boys' network? What if it was more about the love and connection from like-mindedness and like-heartedness and less about dark rooms and deals and under the table and back, you know, channels? Well, forget that. Women just want to sit down, meet a good friend, have a great conversation, have a coffee or a glass of wine. Eat some chocolate and call it good.
1: I'm just thinking um, so often when I meet with my sister friends and they're going to do something, let's say, uh, make a presentation, do a TED Talk. You just recently did a TED Talk uh, to do a TED Talk. And the first thing that we ask them, well, what are you going to wear?
2: Yeah. And I'm still kind of quaking from what I wore in my TED Talk. I still now I don't think I would wear the right thing. It's been already a year. Nobody said, hey, I don't like the jacket you wore in your TED Talk. They all said, hey, what a fun TED Talk. Choose your family, change your life. Um, and that was super fun. But I'm still thinking about what I wore. I, I don't know. I didn't like those jeans. I didn't like how they fit me. I loved it that
1: you coordinated your your wardrobe with the kind of theme of of the TED Talk itself, and you. I think you had a red uh, top on. Uh, you look
2: great. Thank you, you for remembering. Great. I did. I had this great, <laughs> actually, orange, really amazing jacket, but I didn't love my jeans. It's so funny that here I am a year later. I'm still talking about my TED Talk jeans. But uh, uh, TED Talk, uh, uh, you know, was one of the highlights. Um, because it makes you really say what do I want to say to the world in a very concise way and how can that relate to uplifting and inspiring as many people as possible and mine was choose your family, change your life which was about creating the sisterhood
1: maybe our family is wonderful but sometimes they're not so wonderful or supportive and so we can always change that we can just and that's what your talk was about and it was great it was great there's another um Activity that's so wonderful. And in fact, I tuned into this, uh, this year when you did, you did this virtually. So I was online when you did it. And it's, I love this. The power of the purse. Oh my gosh. Betsy, it's the best. Please describe the power of the purse.
2: Well, for all of you out there that have to raise money, right, for anything, any cause, whatever it is, we always look for the most creative way to raise money um, so everyone feels good about it. So it's no hierarchy of how much money, right? It's just if you want to give, awesome. So we came up with this concept. I got to credit. Christy Bells, my very good friend, came up with this concept that inside women's purses are everything you need for the world, right? And she did a whole bunch of symbolic things about your pen is, you know, when you're writing the future vision and, you know, your Kleenex is for when your emotions take over and help your gut. I mean, she had this great thing. And then we got all these purses donated and we lined them up on the stage. And then we would start with our top donation level, which for us is a thousand dollars to our local Mile High United Way women's group. And we'd say, who's got a thousand dollars? And the very first person that wanted to donate a hundred percent to the charity got to pick the first purse. But in 2020, which we were in virtual camp with our masks on, we had hundred live in Colorado, socially distanced with hand sanitizer. We did the purse thing and the lady whispers to me, I see $15,000 in this room. It's the 15th anniversary of camp. And I, as the host, was like, oh, from your brain to God's ear, it is COVID. You know it's been a tough year i don't know how much is in this room and sure enough she raised fifteen thousand dollars Christy bells starting at a thousand we got all the way down to 50 and that last purse was somebody who donated 50 bucks and you know it, it was just a lot of fun so that's one of the things my consulting company does is you know we help people kind of design more innovative creative fundraising, because kind of the old, you know, gala, golf tournament might not be working for you, but boy, women, purses, and fun prizes really works. Well, that's the
1: whole idea. You always look for the wow. I mean, your your book, the, the other book that I was talking about called Exceptional Events Concept to Completion, Really, really holds your hand. I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to plan an event, all the different aspects of doing an event. The thing that's most important, I think, and what you come up with, you look for the wow, for the, the surprise, for the thing that just kind of knocks our socks off, that, that just takes us out into oh this isn't just a normal everyday thing this this is different it's creative and how do you, how, how do you encourage us to get to that wow of an event
2: well first you know you look in your current life and say you know what wows me right? You got to do your own kind of research. And so you probably are your demographic. <laughs> you know, you're probably with people like you trying to raise your money for your church or synagogue, whatever, for a cause. So you kind of look and say, what are kind of things wow me? And I find surprise it wows, right? Like, oh, I never thought I would meet an Olympic athlete who happens to be a para-Olympic athlete who chose to cut off her foot, because she either could lose her leg and gain her life, right? And when you hear that story, that is the wow. It's like, wow, here I was, you were there, camp experience and Brittany Corey. And I said, don't let them know you're a gold silver medal athlete first pretend you're normal and so she worked around the whole first day because she was hiding because she was speaking Saturday night you were there and I said don't wear Olympic gear don't people when people ask you who you are just say something make it up talk about your sister in Pueblo Colorado don't tell them and then Saturday night she came to the stage and underneath her jacket she had her Olympic wear so the wow was here's my story I was a kid out of control I didn't want to feel, and the way I got away is I went fast down on a snowboard because that's the only way I could get away from my heart feelings and from what was happening in my home life and all these things. I mean, incredible story. And then I lost my foot because I wouldn't take care, and everyone told me to take care of my foot, and I cut it off, and the room gasps, and then she says, and then i Just for fun, I got back on a snowboard, and someone discovered me and believed in me, and then I tried, and I got on the Olympic team, and oh, by the way, I won a silver medal and takes off her jacket and wears the Olympic silver medal, and the crowd goes wild.
1: Oh my gosh, we sure did. I'm here with Betsy Wiersma, and we're speaking about WOW events. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with Betsy Wersma and we're talking about sisterhood and how we support each other and how we do good and have fun. You mentioned earlier that you're not an athlete, but one thing that you are Betsy, you're a craftlete. Okay, let's what is a craftlete? Uh let, tell us Why do you consider yourself a craft leak?
2: Well, you know, I told you it started in fourth grade with the macrame bracelet business, but I was always beading or sewing or something, right? My hands were always busy. And then when my daughter reached her teenage years, she just kind of turned into the exorcist child and her head spun around and she just, you know, became a teenager. And so I didn't know what to do so i checked myself in an art class in california to just do something for me and in that class for the first time discovered mixed media art and so that's where you rip up paper like any love note you've ever sent me justine is in there uh, i stamp i just use all kinds of media and i've created these art angels and so i call myself a craft lead. so it's like your dedication to being an athlete where you train but it's dedication to creativity being a way that people can come together and that i can express outside of you know my my event organizing my marketing so um i always use crafts arts and crafts to open people up so you could say oh i don't know anyone until you sit down and do some art with someone and then you make a friend so i call myself a craftlete I, do you do these online sometimes? Do
1: you do them where people zoom in with you and we do it all together, these, these sessions?
2: Well, I've been blessed enough to do retreats in Keystone at the Keystone Gulch Retreat Center. So, I've done some live. And um, I have not yet started doing a lot of art online simply because running the Camp Experience Network Boost Power Podcast and having a teenager who just recently went to college has been a lot. However, I say in my future, you know, my goal is for people to allow their creative side to come through. And it's never about being good, right? It's just about doing it, doing something. So I'm getting into some art journaling classes, and I will consider some online classes. But right now, it's all about just encouraging everyone that art is your friend. Art is your
1: friend. And right now, we really need that. We really need that creative outlet. And to to keep ourselves, I don't know, doing good, it seems like a lot of work. But it's not. It can be fun, too. Doing good. In fact, it, it even is more sustainable when it's fun, wouldn't you say?
2: Well, and I'm really into this new idea that I'm calling micro-giving, micro-giving. Because if you hear that a child experiencing homelessness needs, needs a blanket, and you have a blanket, you can micro-give. You can donate that blanket to that child. Boom, done. Very good. Done. It's It doesn't have to be a big, heavy commitment to being a mentor. Maybe you can be a mentor for that kid, but what if it starts with a blanket? What if it starts with providing a meal? What if it starts with teaching some kids about media and radio when they're 13? And by the time they're 17, they aspire to go and be a journalist, right? That's something Justine can do from her heart. And that's super fun, right? So I'm super about matching people's gifts to the need, gift, need, gift, need. And I'm calling it micro giving, just a way to just be in the moment of making a difference for someone else. And that goes right back to that kindness, right? Looking for kindness, looking for love and matching people with any kind of resource, time, talent, treasure to people in need just last night um, as I was going back
1: over the book the stew and when I say stew I mean it's like mixing up a stew like you're cooking a stew uh, so the stew one of the articles that was written was Paula Henry and she wrote something about uh, her love of aspen trees I I just loved that article. Uh, do, you, do
2: you recall that particular one? I do, because of course I edited all these articles so many times, but a, what I really remember was how aspen trees grew together in a family, in a grove, and they were all interconnected. And that was just, you know, she also just the visualization of the aspen grove and the underground network that they have, that they keep sprouting up the next tree and sprouting up the seedling, and then they all support each other.
1: And it's not just one tree, it's like a grove. They never grow just by themselves. So I emailed because in the back of the book, you have emails of all the people and how to get in touch with them and all of that. It's so wonderful. And that's where you really shine, because you truly practice connecting us, truly. And so I connected with Paula last night and asked her a question about the article. And she said, oh, I'm so glad. I would love to have a chat with you about something that I'm doing. And, you know, there there it was. I thought, oh, this is about mentoring. This is about paying it forward. This is about, you know, uh, Betsy has made this arrangement that gives me the opportunity to connect with someone and then to mentor them. And so let's talk about that mentoring and and how important that is for each of us and, and how exciting that can be for us and, and fulfilling.
2: Well, the, the reason we wrote this book, so it's Stu stands for Smart Talk Exceptional Women because many of us could maybe go get a mentor, formalized mentoring program, et cetera. But what if you just need the story of a woman to inspire and uplift? And so in the spring of 2020, when many of us had the opportunity for personal growth called Stay Home, Stay Home, <laughs> I contacted all of my peers, you being graciously one of them, and said, will you write me a 1,000-word essay about how you want to uplift and inspire the world. And we got everything from Paula talking about Aspen Groves to uh, Chris Topiak walking by yellow roses on her block and meeting the man that grew the yellow roses, who later passed away and she never knew what happened to him. But she knew about the story because of the yellow roses. Oh my gosh. And like you mentioned, you know, about sisterhood in the workplace. Um, stories of nonverbal Holly Forlenza, who's the new Helen Keller, right, of this generation. And so 62 women said yes to Betsy. God bless you all. And it took us a year. And in October, we have launched The Stew. And it is 200 pages plus of art and inspiration and insights. So I kind of think it's like the mentorship book, because you can either just do the universe way, you know, what do I need to hear today? And you open it up. And there's this beautiful art spread in a story, or you can then get your favorite coffee or tea and then meander through it. But we say take a tasty bite of the stew.
1: It's so true, and I think of um, someone like um, Rebecca Saltman. She does. She does has connected people, and she calls it an ecosystem for collaboration. And she has made this weaving of women together, um, not around, not to make a new organization, but really as um, a virtual trade show platform. and it's called Women on Purpose. Um, Do you recall?
2: um, Oh, I know so much because the last event we did in March of 2020 was Rebecca's International Women's Day. And we actually, I was one of the co-hosts with the, the founders of Threads, which is another global women's organization that Paula Henry is part of, and the two Threads founders are in the stew. And so, We went video by video to women all over in 24 time zones. Uh, So it was so fascinating that those women, no matter where they lived, had that same message. We all were the same. Work hard, work smart, take care of our family, try to make a difference, rinse and repeat, right? And no matter if you were in Africa or Asia or Europe, it was so uplifting to hear the women's stories.
1: It's so true. It's so true. And I, I'm also thinking about how you have really pulled us together, and not only once a year in camp experience. In Colorado, you have been awarded like one of the top 25 women in Colorado uh, by the uh the Women's Chamber of Commerce. Chamber, women. Thank you, Women's Chamber of Commerce. And and you kind of corrected them in in some way a little bit and said, well, rather than powerful women, it's power filled women, and that's what we do is we fill each other with power and that's what you're all about Betsy that's why I call you such a cheerleader because it is who you are you you do this from the depths most sincerely from the depths of your heart it's it's who you are it's your authenticity it's contagious well thank so you when, yeah when when we get together there's a contagion in the room uh, that that just gets uh, amplified and and just gets out into the world. I'm thinking about, like, one of the uh, pieces and one of the things that you have sponsored is uh, called the Socket to Them, Socket to Them uh, Project. Yes. So say something about that. That was so marvelous. Just so marvelous. Uh,
2: thank you for asking. Over the years of the Camp Experience Network, we switch on and off different charity partners, we call them. So we uplift and highlight. Uh, charity. And this happened to be a very small charity that started with uh, two girlfriends, Sue and Phyllis, that said, let's have some people bring some socks over to our little holiday party. And then now they're over, gosh, 600, 700,000 socks donated across America. And then we did that campaign in Australia uh, where we gathered socks. So it's called the Socket to Um Sock campaign. And again, it's just such a, a great example of just two people that just said, let's do something good. And then they started with their close friends who went to their close friends, and now they have sock ambassadors. And so many of our camp sisters run sock campaigns. So the concept is bring socks and donate them in the local neighborhood, in the local school, wherever they're needed. Um, But it's it's just, again, another way for women to do good and a micro way, right? I can go buy some socks and I can donate them and someone I will never meet will benefit. And you
1: know it was pointed out when I first heard about this particular project it was pointed out that especially with the homeless one of the things that they mostly need are good socks because their their feet are are what get get irritated first, and they're mostly in the hospital or going to the emergency ward because of their feet. And this is a way, it seems small, but it's huge for those people who don't have access to clean socks. And I, I, I'm just so impressed. Well, with, again, uh,
2: it's it's never really me, but what happens is when you make a safe place for people to show up with all their dreams and all their their ideas and their concepts and their charities, then we can rally the people tr- attracted to that way to serve around socks. And um, we're taking on now foster kids, age 13 to 17, to give them experiences so they have this impact, so they can then get excited about something in their teens. I'm here with Betsy Wersma,
1: and we're talking about how to mentor each other, how to have fun, how to do good. And you're listening to New Dimensions. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Betsy Wersma, and we're talking about doing good and having fun and about how we can gather together to do these events. And Betsy, I know that you're set up that you could help people uh, to create events and you're available for that. Can you say
2: something about that? Well, you know, now that I've done this over 15 years, uh, it's really time for me to mentor and help other people do this for their own city. When I was young, people would say, you should franchise. You should. And I'm like, no. I don't want to franchise, I want to be a consultant to people doing it their way, and then showing them what we've learned. So I do have is my where's my consulting business, an opportunity to help people either design some creative fundraising ideas, design some ways to gather, uh, and just, you know, kind of use that do good, have fun philosophy. So that's uh, the way that I can get out and help the world, but people can really find their own way to do things.
1: So I love that because some people would say, "Oh, Betsy, you need to franchise this," and you really rejected that early on. You you said, "No, it's it's not about my creating some sort of organization and then franchising it." You, you really are wanting to just support people in their fullness that's what i see from you that you you support people in their fullness and in their uniqueness and so that's where you you shine to help people understand what it is that they want to contribute so what are some of the steps that that one would take like let's suppose that i wanted to do some sort of event for my local school What would be the first thing I need to think about when doing something like that?
2: Well, you know, it's such a broad-ended question, Justine. And again, mostly first you begin with, what am I trying to achieve? But also, what do I measure for success? Because that really is the second part of the magic sauce. If you want to do it just to do it, this world is very busy and very crowded. But if you have an idea, I want to gather for some reason, because this is the outcome, to connect people, to educate, to inspire, to raise a little money. To create new you know pathways and bonds then you're working toward a goal of why so you work backwards here's what i want to do and then here's tactics that might work and that's kind of why i started podcasting because sometimes it's really just about getting the word out and getting the enthusiasm and the energy out so i've been helping people create podcasts as part of what they're trying to do in the world because if you want to talk to parents at your elementary school that might not be that everyone can come together but boy, you could create a really cool podcast about you know, going through elementary school and really share that journey. So I think there's so many tools with technology, like you know, with New Dimensions, podcasting events, uh, collaboratives, fundraising, network building. That's all just in the mix that's possible. I'm excited
1: by that because what you're saying, what I see is that it's a way of you don't have to think about 10,000 listeners to your podcast. You can think about your your child, their third grade class, and what you can do for that third grade class. So you do a podcast, kind of a, a third grade mom's get-together podcast for what you could do together. I think it's really important that we we look at what is close
2: to us. Don't you agree? Yes, it's kind of like events. You know, it's that niche, right? It's micro giving. It's micro communication. It's sharing that journey. So some of the most you know fantastic podcasts now that make a lot of money for advertisers is someone who does financial services for doctors, right? That's a niche. So all the doctors want to hear what other doctors need to hear, right? Opportunities for education, inspiring your third grader, right? Because if I'm a mom of a third grader, that's very niched to something. So Boost Power Podcast, or like ideas and uplifting voices of women for the world. So if you're having a down day, you want to hear Boost because you want the boost of that energy. So I'm really excited about micro giving and just getting the voices of you know my thing is women, getting the voices of people, but I would say getting the voices of women, which you have done, Justine, for all of us for so long, getting it to the world. Well, you know, Betsy, I do it for me.
1: (laughs) You know, it inspires me, and I happen to have microphones uh, because, like, you inspire me, and I want to share you with my constituents, with uh, my listeners, because you are such a deep inspiration to me. You could take this out. I, I loved what you've done in Colorado and in Denver. Betsy, we need to have this all over. We need to get together with a camp experience in Santa Rosa to do good and have fun and and to figure out together to get a—even a, starting small uh, with a few people and saying, what can we do to better support our community? And then to go from there and to use your model of, let's say, camp experience to to
2: really get people together and do our own um power of the purse. Well, I tell you, it's amazing what happens though, because it's not about Betsy, but it's about either Justine or the next Sally or Raphael or whoever it is who takes that initiative, right? And then we can help each other. And we went to, um, as you remember, Iceland and interviewed the mayor. You know, we've been in Norway doing craft workshops and vision board making. We've been in Australia interviewing women as we cross the bridge and all the women are the same. We want to come together to do good and have fun. And so if you're out there and you're thinking this sounds fun, then let's do it. Just find me, find Justine and we'll start to, you know, take one baby micro giving step at a time and keep having fun.
1: You know, there's a way that you've reinterpreted that business idea, ROI, ROI, Uh, which is return on investment, you say return on ideas.
2: So what does that mean to you? Well, because everybody's all about the money, the money, the money. But for me, I'm more about the impact, the imprint, the heart, right? So what is the return on the idea? What is the return on the idea of Camp Experience Network supporting women and growing them to their best self? That return could be priceless, Billions of dollars, right? Because that one woman's life has changed forever. And how do we multiply that? So I say ROI, and everybody's like, oh, return on ideas. That the biggest idea, the best idea, the most empowered idea wins because it helps the world. And that's that's kind of what I'm here for. Let's help each other help the world. When you talk about
1: ideas, Betsy, you're not doing that in isolation by yourself, You're doing that in a team of people, a circle. So to speak, that that you're listening deeply to each other, you're curious for each other, you're asking questions of each other, and and the ideas come out of that curiosity and that gathering. That no idea is going to be shot down, so to speak. They're all relevant, and then you just keep going until the one idea that you all agree with that just like lights you all up and go. Oh, that's it. Is that the way it works? I well, think?
2: you know, I'm surrounded and blessed by just a volunteer committee of like hearted women. And we just everybody wins, right? Because everyone's having an experience and in, in joining this tribe of helping out the world. So that's it. We all bring our heart, we throw them in the bucket. We see which ones are going to work. And then we do that and try that and have fun and keep moving on. So, again, it's more that collaboration. Everybody wins. every All the water rises. Everyone up. And everybody gets to share in the ownership of it. Because it's not me or mine. It's we. It's the big we of all of us. And that's what makes it magical. And that makes it magical. But it also, your
1: enthusiasm and your dedication to the purpose of doing good and having fun. I know I repeat that over and over, but it's so true because it's so unique to what it is that you're doing. We're, we're all so used to manifestation as being work, but you're saying, no, it's not work. It's it's fun. It's creative, and creativity is is part of our natural gifts. So you're encouraging us to actually be creative and can encourage one another to do it.
2: Yes. And the role I take, though, they jokingly call me the mom, right? The mom of the sisters. But because someone has to organize and has to invest in the infrastructure for the connection, right? Has to create the network events, has to create the online marketplace, has to create the opportunities that people can plug into. Instead of just meandering haphazardly through life, my job is to keep making this huge pool of amazing women, this big lake, it's like an ocean size, right? And then everyone can come together in that and find their soulmate, friend, they're a person that shares their heart and then do good together. So it's it takes the work of someone like me that has the intention, the vision, and the hard work. I have to go fund this with sponsors. I have to every single day, you know, keep my team together. There's no really day off for the mom. You know, once you're a mom and I'm a mom of 5,000, <laughs> it's everybody then when they express That's what happens is the magic, right? And then they connect with someone else and they don't need me in the middle. I just get out of the way. But I create that pond for the next woman, the next girls, the next idea to come through and people connect and move on and do things and and come and go. Right back at you. Uh, I want to remind our listeners
1: that um, Betsy Wersma, she is the creator and of camp experience. Uh, you can go online and find uh, the, the book, The Stew. You can find her podcast, Boost uh, Power podcast, and just just look up all of the various things that she's doing, her cards, her, her journals. I mean, uh, it's you're a wealth. You're a wealth of creativity. And go to BetsyWersma.com. And she spells her last name W-I-E-R-S-M-A, BetsyWersma.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, NewDimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You've been listening to New Dimensions. This is program number 3719.
0: New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973. Thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. You can also subscribe to our free weekly podcasts and find over a thousand hours of audio dialogues in our searchable archive. New Dimensions is produced by New Dimensions Radio in Santa Rosa, California, USA. Our executive producer is Justine willis toms Our post-production editor is Lou Judson. For over four decades, New Dimensions has been producing weekly conversations at the leading edge. We sincerely thank all of you who have supported us by being members of Friends of New Dimensions, as well as members of our affiliate stations. My name is Dan Drayson. On behalf of everyone at New Dimensions whose endeavors make this program possible, I'm wishing you well. New Dimensions Radio is an independent producer supported by listener contributions. To find out more about the program you've just heard, to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter and our New Dimensions and New Dimensions Cafe podcasts, and to access thousands of other programs in the New Dimensions archive, please visit our website, newdimensions.org. That's newdimensions.org. Or call us at 707-468-5215. That's 707-468-5215. Please join us next time as we explore New Dimensions.